the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Tuesday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Clotto and David Dawson. Hey, guys. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you, too. Yes. Let's hope it stays happy. Yeah. Uh, That's up to us, isn't it? It is a sad note I want to quickly mention. Uh, Country singer and patriot Toby Keith passed away early this morning Uh, at the age of 62 he was battling cancer and uh, anyway our our prayers and hearts go out to his family and uh, y'all who don't know who toby keith was he was a patriot in the aspect of he had a couple of hit songs happy birthday america a courtesy of the red white and blue and oh yeah his last one red solo cup Oh, come on. Which but is a fun him. one. That was him. Tailgating and everything else. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, I'll yeah. be done. So we'll offer up a prayer for him, but it's also the feast day of St. Paul Miki and uh, Companions, 25 of his companions, as a matter of fact. So in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, God, strengthen all the saints who through the cross were pleased to call the martyrs St. Paul Miki and his companions to life. Grant, we pray, that by their intercession we may hold with courage, even until death, to the faith that we profess. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. We have a full lineup for you today, starting off at 7 after. Brian Butler joins us. He is the executive director of the Echo Community, also formerly known as Dumox Ministries. He's going to be talking about an upcoming engaged couples retreat, so stay tuned for that. In 18 minutes, Dr. Ansel Augustine joins us. He's the director of the Office of Black Catholic Ministries in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And we're going to be discussing various events taking place in the Archdiocese, along with some prominent Catholic saints-to-be. Dr. Augustine has some wonderful insights on that, and you can take a look on their website as well. In 35 minutes, Michael Acaldo will be with us. He is the executive director of the St. Vincent de Paul Uh, in Baton Rouge, and he has an update for us for the month of February. And in 48 minutes, James Valoy joins us, Catholic author. He has a new book called Our Lady's Prophecy, so we'll learn a little bit more about what we can find in his book. Very intriguing and perfect for Lent to learn more about Our Lady and to dive deeper into our prayer life. So looking forward to today's guests, and Damien, looking forward to your weather report. Well, it should be a very nice day with a high right around 70 degrees, abundance of sun sunshine to say the least no rain in the forecast winds out of the northwest at five to ten tomorrow oh, even better it's going to be spring-like because as punxsutawney phil said we're going to have an early spring well i agree 72 degrees is the high for tomorrow in fact thursday the high will be in the mid 70s and then on friday 78 for the high 
And wow. little or no chance of rain during those days. But come the weekend, it's going to be another wet one. So parade goers, beware. In the meantime, temperatures in and around the area, 46 degrees in Baton Rouge as well as home of Thibodeau. It's 47 in Bay St. Louis, 44 in Covington. And in the Crescent City right now, 50 degrees warming up nicely. There you go. Very nice. There you go. Also, we are giving away two general admission tickets to the upcoming Fullness of Truth Conference taking place in Alexandria, February 23rd through the 25th. Fullness of Truth, Real Presence, Real Power, The Eucharistic Life, and The Science of Sainthood. To win these tickets, go to our Facebook Live video on our Facebook page. That's Wake Up Tuesday. Comment in the comment section, I want the tickets. Or you can call our studio, 225 448 3754. That's 225 448 3754. Stay with us. It's five past the hour on Wake Up. Good morning. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel is taken from Mark chapter 7. When the Pharisees, with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem, gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him, Why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, Well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He went on to say, How well you have set aside the commandment of God in order to uphold your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever curses father or mother shall die. Yet you say, If someone says to father or mother, Any support you might have had from me is korban, meaning dedicated to God, you allow him to do nothing more for his father or mother. You nullify the word of God in favor of your tradition that you have handed on, and you do many such things. Thank you, Father Chris Decker. I'm David Dawson, along with Damian Calado and Gabby Smith. And right now we are joined with Brian by Brian Butler. He's the executive director of Echo Community, and we're going to talk about the upcoming Echo Engaged Retreat. Hey, Brian. Good morning, David. Great to be with you. It's great to hear your voice again. It has been a long time, buddy. It's been too long. <laughs> yes, it has. Yes, it has. Look, we got uh, you've got uh, a marriage preparation retreat coming up. Yeah, it's really exciting. You know, um, Lisa and I have been married for 24 years, and wow. uh, long ago when we were first engaged, about four months from getting married, uh, she gave me back the ring, and mm-hmm. she actually uh, ended the entire relationship, and my, my life went down in flames, uh, wow. and it was a very, very painful time but a very deep learning time for me, and I've had a passion since then to help uh, young people to construct relationships that would truly be uh, what God intended from the beginning, would have the peace and the joy and the unity. You know, uh, there, Jan and Lloyd Tate are some great yeah. uh, marriage uh, 
prep people for many years that are awesome. And they one time shared with us that, you know, the goal of marriage is not happiness. It's unity. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we fully understood that at the very beginning. And by God's grace, you know, over the next year and a half, two years, God healed a lot of things and brought Lisa and I back together. And we've been happily married for 24 years. But we, uh, last couple of years, have been doing this retreat specifically for married, uh, excuse me, for engaged couples. Mm -hmm. And just this past, you know, a few months ago, the Archdiocese uh, gave us the green light to have it be official marriage prep. And we're super excited about that and just can't wait to do it again uh, in a few weeks. Okay, so now is this an overnight retreat or how does this one work? It is. It's, okay. a, it's a weekend retreat. Okay. Um, there are a, a number of different options that you have in the Archdiocese of things that you can do. And um, one of them is to go on a weekend retreat that's approved by the Archdiocese. So this is a Friday through a Sunday. It's coming up February 23rd to the 25th. Okay. And you come with your beloved and you experience a, a, an awesome weekend together with lots of different uh, avenues of growth in your relationship with mass and conversations, uh, fun activities, music. Uh, prayer. We have counselors on site, life coach on site, priest on site, uh, other wow. good married couples on site. That's just a dynamic weekend. That's incredible. Now, where is it going to be held? This one's going to be held out in uh, at Mary Hill Renewal Center, uh, which is in Pineville, Louisiana. It's in the Diocese of Alexandria. Oh, wow. We've been doing retreats at that facility for many years because it's just a beautiful space and, yeah. um, and one that, that works well with our calendar. And so uh, we're excited to have it out there again this year. Oh, what a great getaway to have, too, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's getting out of town and being alone. I mean, that, that makes a big, big difference, especially if you're going to go deep, deep, deep in your relationship. You can't just to say, hey, let's just go home, right? You got to sit there. <laughs> you're almost in Alexandria. You got to work it out. <laughs> right. And, and, and it's such a gift to be able to, uh, to dig into the heart of what marriage is. You know, Father yeah. Chris just read that gospel this morning, and part of it was Jesus chastising those who follow the form but don't go to the heart. You yep. know, so this people uh, honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And uh, I think we've probably all met certain couples who have good desires, yep. but sometimes maybe just follow the tradition that their parents did or that somebody else said they should do, and they start following just the trappings of the wedding yep. instead of going to the heart of the marriage and, and really allowing Christ to speak in that place and form them. So that down the road, they don't end up uh, at a tribunal, yep. uh, that, that truly they can actually have the, the love that their hearts desire for a lifetime. That's awesome, to go through a relationship so deeply that you're not blindsided by uh, sufferings that come and wondering, why am I not happy now? And is this the way it's always going to be? So, I mean, this, this, is, this is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Hey, talk about the mentor couples. This is, a, this is something new, right? Well, so one of the wonderful things that people can do uh, in the Archdiocese of New Orleans and in some other dioceses is mm -hmm. that they can have a mentor couple that they walk with over a number of months. They mm -hmm. generally are meeting, I think, at least six times or so. And that is just a fantastic way to grow as an as a engaged couple, you know, tracking with someone that has been there before you. Yeah. And so this retreat is open to having your mentor couple come with you on the retreat, uh, which would just be a fantastic opportunity to not only have the great experience of the retreat together, but then to also track with those that are already journeying with you. Yeah, it's, it's good to talk to somebody 
with experience that's been there, done that, and uh, has has probably had some trials and tribulations himself, and they've gotten through it. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. You're going to have trials and tribulations in any relationship. It's just, uh, are, are you going to work your way through it? This is wonderful that you're giving the tools for that, and it's an, it's in a whole weekend, so it sounds like it's going to be very thorough. What about the cost? What, what does it cost to go on this retreat? It, it's uh, $450 for a couple, and so uh, it's, you can get in you know, quickly with just a, a down payment of $125. Oh, great. Uh, and you can even get on a payment plan if you need to. We have the, that available as well. We even have, uh, we might have a few scholarships left uh, if people need help. We Wonderful. certainly don't ever want money to be the reason that people don't get a chance to come. Um, it's, but it's it's worth every penny. And yes, it more. is. We've got fantastic, you know, fantastic musicians. We've Absolutely. got um, just that that beautiful retreat center. Well, Brian, good food, yep. a good time away. It's it's, a, it's an awesome opportunity. Awesome, February twenty third through the twenty fifth. Brian, what's the website, real quick? Echo uh, retreats.com. Perfect. Echo retreats.com. Thank you, Brian. We'll be right back on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 6th. Today we celebrate St. Paul Miki and Companions. The 26 men and women we honor today, the first martyrs of the Far East, remind us yet again of the price followers of Jesus have paid throughout history. Jesuit brother Paul Miki, a native of Japan, has become the best known among the martyrs who died in 1597 during a period of harsh persecution of Christians. His companions, who also lost their lives, included a Franciscan, St. Peter Baptist, catechists, doctors, artisans, servants, elderly men, and children. What bound them together was their common faith and their love for Jesus and his church. Paul Miki continued to preach Christianity in his final hours. While hanging upon a cross placed on a hill overlooking Nagasaki, he forgave his persecutors. Following the crucifixions of Paul Miki and his companions, some missionary work continued. Finally, Christians were forced to go underground until the 1860s when Japan was reopened to the outside world. Upon their return, the missionaries found little trace of Christianity except around Nagasaki, where local Christians had secretly preserved the faith. The martyrs of Japan were canonized in 1862. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It is 19 past the hour. You are tuning your hearts to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with David Dawson and Damian Collado. Our next guest is Dr. Ansel Augustine. He is the director of the Office of Black Catholic Ministries in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And today he joins us to talk about a plethora of events they have taken place for February during Black History Month, but also some prominent black Catholics that you can find black catholic saints to be that you can find on their website and some history as well uh, good morning dr augustine thank you for joining us again hey good morning gabby it's always an honor and pleasure to be with you all it's great to have you with us and i have to say every time i get your uh weekly newsletter um i'm just kind of like how do you have so many events taking place every <laughs> single month and there's so many things taking place within the office of black catholic ministries Kind of take us through the wonderful resources that we can find, especially for the month of February, but some virtual and uh, in-person events we can find in the spring as well. 
Oh, no problem. Well, uh, to attest to the newsletter, you know, the Bible says the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Mm -hmm. And we have a very ripe harvest here in the Archdiocese of New Orleans with our black Catholic history and our history here. Um, and even in the newsletter, looking at this month, February, even though it is Mardi Gras, and, you know, and for our locals, uh, I am a Mardi Gras Indian, so we are in crunch oh, time in right. Mardi Gras day. <laughs> oh, boy. Going and getting stuff ready. Yeah, I was up late last night getting stuff ready. So, you know, it's it's just part of our culture, you know, and it just happens to fall at the same time. <clears throat> excuse me, when February, Mardi Gras falls on February, it uh, connects with Black History Month. Well, this year, you know, when you look at the history of Black History Month, you know, 1926, when Carter G. Woodson created Negro History Week, which fell on the second week of February during that time period, because it aligned with the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. Over the years, you know, this week became a month to highlight the gifts of black people in the country. And so um, that's what's continued this year. And of course, we have many events, as you saw, if you are assigned, if you signed up for a weekly newsletter, you get them. If you haven't, it's at bcatholics at arch-no.org. Send us an email, we'll add you. Um, we have so many events going on through February, whether it's webinars, um, whether it's in-person gatherings at various parishes. The office itself isn't sponsoring anything because our parishes and schools do so much already. Mm. Um, and so it's the highlight of the gifts of blackness to the community in and of itself. Amazing. Well, and you know, there are some prominent black Catholics to be that were right there in the city of New Orleans. Can you kind of take us through some of them that stick out to you, but also where they are on the path to sainthood? Okay, so there's only one from New Orleans, uh, which is a lot more than any other diocese in the country have, but uh, <laughs> Venerable Mother Andrea DeLeo, uh, who's with the founded the Sisters of the Holy Family in Treme at St. Augustine Church. Uh, the work that they do with St. Mary's Academy, Lafon Nursing Home is the oldest Catholic nursing home in the country, still in uh, existence. Uh, all this history that's there uh, with uh, Venerable Mother Honor DeLille. But also when you look at prominent black Catholics, uh, you have from New Orleans, you have A.P. Turo, the civil rights lawyer. You have Homer Plessy. Um, you have uh, God rest her soul. I called her my aunt, and she was also my church member, Miss Leah Chase. Oh, yes. The famous chef uh, who the movie Princess and the Frog is based I on. I love her. Um, yes. mm -hmm. You know, so you have so many rich people, and that, that, I'm just, that's just scraping the tip of the iceberg. There's so many because of the history of Catholicism and uh, mm -hmm. the history of black people in this city. So, yeah, we are truly blessed. You also have some events that you promote on your newsletter as well, um, a lot of them for children and young adults, and one of them coming up is St. Augustine High School's junior football camp. I want to talk about that because there's plenty of opportunities that parents can have to get involved as well, and they're looking for things to do. So can you talk about some of the events and gatherings for young adults and children that you guys help put together? Yeah, and so just to be clear, you know, the advertising, you know, we're helping advertise and promote some of the stuff that's going on at the schools and at the uh, parishes for them. So, yeah, St. Augustine High School's football camp, uh, <clears throat> the flyer is on the uh, event. I don't have it in front of me, uh, but I could share that information later at another point. Mm. Uh, but it's on the thing. But one thing I do want to point out, an event I do want to point out, which is for the whole family, uh, Deacon Larry Calvin wrote and produced a play about Black Catholic Black History Month, which will be taking place and premiering. It's a free event 
at Corpus Christi Epiphany Church on St. Bernard Avenue, uh, February 25th at 4 p.m., uh, written by one of our uh, deacons of the Archdiocese to celebrate this month. So that's mm. something I really did want to highlight, and that's a family event. Amazing. Well, you know, Dr. Augustine, you do talk about how vibrant and just involved your ministry is, especially in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, such a rich history. What do you want our listeners and viewers to know about your ministry and how they can also get involved? Yes, ma'am. Thank you for this opportunity once again. Um, You know, just as uh, with anything in society, many times there are cultures that aren't included for various reasons. Uh, but that's why the Office of Black Catholic Ministries exists, is to highlight and to make sure the gifts of black Catholicism. And we say gifts because, as just as Sister Thea Bowman, who was from uh, Mississippi, said when she met with the black Catholic bishops, and you can catch her video on YouTube, Sister Thea Bowman with the USCCB, she made sure that they understood that black Catholicism is a gift to the church. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes uh, we have to remind our, our church that we are here and we are a gift. And so we are involved in the community in various ways, even beyond the Catholic faith. Sometimes we are in spaces that aren't Catholic, evangelizing our black brothers and sisters of, uh, in the community about Catholicism as well. Right. And so that goes back with the gifts of our Gospel Fest, our Black Saint Celebration, our Martin Luther King Day of Service. All these things are tied into us being a witness to who and the greatness of God in our own lives, to our community. And so that's really the goal. And people that want to get involved, you can, you know, email us at bcatholics, B as in boys, catholics at arch-no.org. And we're always looking for people to help us. Like I said, the harvest is ripe, but hey. the laborers are few. We need more laborers. So come labor with us in the vineyard. There family. you go. <laughs> Doc, Dr. <laughs> Augustine. It's a good time, too. <laughs> hey, Dr. Augustine, this is, this is David. Look, you mentioned earlier that you are hey, a Mardi David. Gras Indian. I love the Mardi Gras Indians. Hey, can you send yes. us a picture? I'd like to post it uh, on on oh. our Facebook page. I want to see. I want to see the get up. I just love them. I just think it's fantastic. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um. I guess Gabby, I can email you the picture. Yeah, that'd yeah, be all that right. That sounds wonderful. Okay. That'd be fantastic because yeah. you you work all year long on that, right? You work all year long on that outfit. So so I drum. <laughs> And I sew all year for the kids in our community, that okay. mask. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did, two years ago, I did it myself. I masked my first time uh, as a medicine man uh, for one of the tribes. And so I will send you that picture oh, of me. Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, in my okay. medicine man suit. Wonderful. Right. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I <laughs> love no it. No I love problem. it. That's great. <laughs> and in fact, uh, well, uh, as we talk about prominent prominent black Catholics from New Orleans, mm-hmm. Big Chief Tui Montana oh, yeah. was a Catholic. To yeah, Montana. From Augustine Church. Wow. Yep. I didn't know that. Okay, that's wonderful. Yep. <laughs> that's great. Dr. Ansel Augustine, we've talked about a lot of things today. He's the director of the Office of Black Catholic Ministries of the Archdiocese of New Orleans. Where can our listeners and viewers go to find out more information about what you do and the various events taking place this year? Uh, like I said, sign up for our newsletter. That's the most current and up-to-date stuff. Send us an email at bcatholics.com at arch-no.org and we can add you to the email list so you can receive this information. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right. God bless you all and have a 
blessed and safe carnival and Mardi Gras season. You too. Take care. You too. I did post their website in the comment section for today's Facebook Live video. Real quick, we are working on our audio on our app. So if you've clicked on it and it didn't work, we're working on it. Mm-hmm. And we have temporarily temporarily disabled it so we can make it sound amazing. But thank you so much for your patience. So yep. if you would like to listen to the audio portion of our programming, you can go to ccmedia.live. That is our website. And you can take a look at the audio and video if you want to be a little bit different and watch us instead uh, <laughs> on, on the morning show. But uh, audio for the rest of the day. So take a look at that, ccmedia.live. We're also giving away two tickets to the upcoming Fullness of Truth Conference taking place in Alexandria, February 23rd through the 25th. These are two general admission tickets to the Real Presence, Real Power, the Eucharistic Life, and the Science of Sainthood. To win these tickets, you can go to our Facebook page right now. That's Catholic Community Media. Comment in the comment section for today's Facebook Live video called Wake Up Tuesday and type, I want the tickets. Or you can call our studio phone number at 225-448-3754. That's 225-448-3754. This is first come, first serve. And Dave, you've gone to the Fullness of oh, Truth yeah. Conference before. Oh, I'm going and to this pretty, one. it's uh, pretty powerful. It is, it is. Matthew Leonard, Dr. Brent Petrie, Dr. Michael Barber. If you listen to EWTN Radio here on Catholic Community Radio, you know these names. And then our own mm-hmm. Aaron Franco, right, from here in, uh, in South Louisiana, Baton Rouge, is going to be speaking as well, as long as uh, radio co-host... Debbie Georgiana, uh, these tickets, and let's see, oh, and the Josh Blakely Band, uh, in a lot of youth conferences and everything he has played at uh, throughout the years. These tickets are worth $65 a piece, and it is well, well worth it. So if you want one, Gabby, they say, I want the tickets on Facebook. I want the tickets on our Facebook page, or you can call our studio number. So Damien's going to go and answer the phone, so you'll get to even talk to Damien. Whoa. So it's kind of like a two-for-one. If nothing else, yeah. You know? (laughs) What a treat. If nothing else, you get to talk to Damien. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, stay with us. Michael Acaldo with St. Vincent de Paul and Batteridge joins us when we return from the break. It is half past the hour on Wake Up. Welcome back to Wake Up. We have a winner, so thank you for calling, Anna Rosa. So we appreciate you listening, and at the same time, congratulations. With us now, Michael Acaldo, Executive Director of St. Vincent de Paul in Baton Rouge. And he's a regular with us on a monthly basis, so glad to have him and a good friend. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Damien. How the heck are you, brother? (laughs) I'm doing fabulous. (laughs) Are you really? Chapel. Love that. Oh, yeah. He's so positive. Our chapel. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, our chapel bids came in. Yes. Uh, and they were 11% higher than we anticipated, but that's okay because the board of directors says we're going to build that chapel. And so since we've talked uh, in the last month, we are, uh, I saw Bishop Duca this weekend, and uh, we're going to set a date to break ground on that. We've selected a contractor, and we're going to break ground and uh, start building that chapel, God and dang. it should be built, should be built and blessed 
before the end of this year. The wow. uh, the contractor has it, uh, you know, 210 days from the day they uh, break ground, and so we should have it open before the end of the year. That's great. Hopefully got some rain days in there, too. So uh, uh, There are rain days in there, but let's, <laughs> hey, look, I ain't praying, like, for the drought we had last year. But, hey, just whatever the, the schedule is, let the Holy Spirit make it <laughs> Amen, all brother. Work. You know what I mean? If he right. wants to hold off the rain, And, and the so name of the chapel, for those for those who uh, may not be aware, St. Louise de Marillac is the name of the chapel, oh, correct? Nice. That is correct. And, you know, we had the National Society of St. Vincent de Paul Board of Directors in last week to visit us and to see all the work we were doing. And they were blown away with the Baton Rouge community uh, and what we've been able to achieve. You know, relatively speaking, Baton Rouge is a small market. We're not Atlanta. We're not Houston. We're not, you know, some of the bigger cities in the country. But for what this community does for those experiencing poverty and homelessness, my colleagues from all across the country that serve on this national board we're absolutely blown away with uh, how Baton Rouge embraces the mission of our Vincentian family here locally. And, I mean, they were, they were just so excited. Bishop Duca had the opportunity to speak to them Saturday morning. Um, they also were just fired up with his words and his inspiration. And uh, so we're, we're coming off a, local, uh, ex- a lot of ex- local excitement. Um, about the chapel and about all the things that are going on in our local society. Oh, good news. Yeah, when the national it board great news. when the national board comes down, what are they actually looking for? Are they looking for ideas to see what what's going on in the local community, or are you also getting input from them so you in turn can go in the proper direction? Uh, without a doubt, I mean they're looking for best practices, especially in smaller markets. You know. That's what makes up most of the United States of America, smaller markets, rural areas. And um, I I think that um, that's what impressed them, so much being accomplished in a community that's only 350,000, 400,000 people in this this um, parish. They call them counties. And um, so... Uh, they look. They're looking for best practices, yeah. and they're looking. They're looking for things that can inspire others. You know, we're the first St. Vincent de Paul Society in the country to have a community pharmacy. Well, you know, our Vincentian leadership did that first. We're the first Society of St. Vincent de Paul in the whole country to have a foundation. We have a Society of St. Vincent de Paul local foundation that mm. people can give to to help ensure that. You know, we've been doing this since 1865, but, you know, people that support St. Vincent de Paul want to see us do that another hundred and, you know, 50-something years. And so I think, yeah, so I think all of those things, along with all the other firsts that we we did, plus, you know, 310,000 meals from our dining room last year, although... That's a small number to my colleague in Phoenix that did over a million. He was so impressed with what he saw Mm -hmm. um, because we take limited resources and we do so much. Mm -hmm. Um, The other neat thing is, you know, we work so closely with y'all, but we also work very closely with Catholic Life Television. And a lot of those leaders that visited took a minute to 
to go and tape some things at Catholic Life Studios. So we're going to have a whole slew of Beacons of Light television programs oh, with these national folks, the national president, etc., just spending time with us and kind of sharing the vision of the society and where we're going from where we're at to where we need to be from a national perspective. So I'm telling you, it was one wonderful visit. <laughs> That's great. You know, you get a lot of support from outside agencies as well. I know on an annual basis, are you still doing the Attic uh, Trash and Treasure event like you have in years past? And if so, isn't that coming up? Uh, that is coming up. We suggest everybody support it. That is a wonderful group. And, you know, they uh, select their charities from year to year. And actually, this year, we decided to give another charity a uh, uh, chances at that. And so we did not participate this uh-huh. year. We participated last year, and we, we were generously uh, gifted. Um, but, you know, that is something that, um, you know, it goes to uh, chair every year. You know, I think charities can only participate uh, for two years straight. So, mm. you know, there's some term limitations there. And so we just decided to uh, give others a chance. Not that we didn't need the support. It's just you know, you need to be a, a, a broad-based charity and, and think of others uh, in some of those decision-making processes. And strategically, we had a lot lot happening uh, in 2023, responding to need, and that's mm-hmm. our mission. And so that's what we focused on. We couldn't have served 300,000-plus meals, uh, done 31,000 guest nights at shelter, and all of the other things. We had record levels at so many of the things that we do, whether it's filling prescriptions or, you know, helping people with dental work or whatever the case may have been. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Michael, one thing I want uh, folks to be aware of is helping the homeless. The one thing you have on your website is called the Hope Card. And I think people need yeah. to be aware of this. This is something one can give to when, they, when they're at that red light and they don't know what to do or they are feeling guilty uh, because they don't necessarily want to give money uh, to an individual. They can give them a hope card. Share with everyone what that's about. Uh, that's just about what you just said, connecting people with uh, uh, St. Vincent de Paul in a way. Our focus, our mission is uh, spreading God's love to those most in need. And somebody experiencing poverty is doing just that. So letting them know about us. A mm-hmm. lot of times they already know about us, but for whatever reason haven't turned to us. But, you know, the, the bottom line is we're there for them. Um, when the cold weather went through in January, mm-hmm. we were there. When the hot weather last summer, we were there. But we're there every night and every day to serve people in need. Very much so. And that card uh, gives them the locations, whether it's for a meal or a shelter, and a map on the back. So uh, it's worth going to the website to to clip some of those out and and have those handy in case you need them. I also want to touch on uh, real quick before we wrap up the Holly Jolly event. Sounds like it went well over at Alexander's Market, didn't it? God bless Lake and Alexander, $63,000. And that's going to the chapel, by the yes, way. Yes, it is. Amen. Now, when, wow. when you're looking at 11% more cost, that put us over the, the top. So God bless him go. and, uh, and his family and all of the things that he has done for St. Visit to Paul, but in the church in general. I mean, what a, an amazing human being, an amazing 
uh, uh, business, and, mm-hmm. and I tell you, he's phenomenal. And we count our blessings for Lathan and uh, Kelly and the entire family there, mm-hmm. and uh, can't say enough about him. We won't be breaking. We wouldn't be breaking ground without him. The other one last thing I've mentioned, Count Your Blessings. We're going to have an official announcement on our Count Your Blessings Supper coming up with March 15th with Chef John Foles and Bishop Duca. That'll be coming later next week uh, uh, as time goes. Okay, we'll be looking for that, and we'll also promote it for you as well. Michael Licato, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thanks so much, Damien. Y'all have a great day. God bless. Forty-eight past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm David Dawson, along with Damian Collada and Gabby Smith. And right now, we are joined by Jim Valois. 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 There Say we go. Say it one yeah. more time. I, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, sure. am I, that, am I that's just... Exactly. That's it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you got it right on uh, right on the money. Valois. Valois. Uh, the French way to say it. Yeah. Great, great. Yeah, Jim's absolutely. a Catholic author, and we're going to talk about your book, Our Lady's Prophecies. So, good morning. Sorry I slaughtered your good name morning. there. <laughs> that's all right. No problem. You know, it was, not, it was just recently I learned about Our Lady of Good Success of the Purification and, and her apparitions in ecuador um but uh talk about that this this is this is fascinating uh, material you have here it really is uh it's amazing that our lady actually said she wanted to speak into this future time because remember this happened in in the uh 1582 and yeah. six you know throughout to 1611 so it happened uh, over about 400 years ago when when clock making was a great invention mm-hmm. and uh you know so there was a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, concern when she shared these apparitions or these apparitions happened to sister mariana um of jesus sister mariana literally died because of what she saw uh, she saw our times and she said these messages are going to not be known until our times. So the fact that you're learning about them now is a is really good for me to hear because this is the time when people are supposed to hear about this, these messages. Now, these prophecies that she had done, I mean, what she was speaking of back in the 1500s, I mean, this is this is true. This is going on right now as we speak, isn't it? It is. The great crisis that she spoke of uh, in the Church is happening like I've never seen in my lifetime, uh, where bishops are disagreeing with bishops, cardinals are disagreeing with cardinals, and there is a great crisis going on right in our midst in the Church and in the world, too. So there's a there's like a two-fold crisis. We have, uh, you know, abortion, uh, uh, human trafficking, and so many sins that um, it, it's beyond our ability to comprehend in some respects. So we're, we're going to need God's intervention to help us to fight these things. And now all of these prophecies are covered in your book. Uh, the book is called um, Our Lady's Prophecies. Um, so so you, you list them in the book itself? Yeah, I, I go through a lot of the detail, like some of the prophecies or some of the things that are happening. I actually, when I first wrote the book just short, you know, a couple years ago, uh, when I first wrote it, 
I, I didn't even see them hmm. until, the, but they're happening right now. Right. And so uh, some of the prophecies I, I, I mention in the book that I'm not going to comment on every one, sure. but I, I provide the prophecies. So everyone that gets the book from Sophia Institute, um, Our, Lady's, Our Lady's Prophecies, can actually see the prophecies Our Lady spoke about regarding our era, because these are for our times. Well, is this book, uh, again, I'm, I'm hoping that this book has a message of hope to it, and, and uh, it, it, it's certainly not going to say, well, you know, bad news, here it is, that's the way it is. Uh, is, is there a message of hope in the book? Yes, there is, because Great. Our Lady said, you know, one of the things she alluded to and, and, and literally directly said in the book, or in the prophecies, was that there would be a restoration, that when it looks like all is lost and that the enemy has won, she, she's going to step in and play her role and bring about an end. And so there's going to be the promise of the great restoration. And I did a whole chapter on this, but more needs to be done on the restoration uh, but there's plenty of authors out there uh, to, that, that can work on that part of it. But the warning is coming, and I believe the warning is coming soon. Um, and because of that, um, then we're going to you know, see the unfolding of uh, the next steps, depending on the response of the people, because prophecy is dependent on the response of the people. If the people respond in repentance, we will see a greter... Um, uh, uh, well, less of a chastisement than okay. than we will see if there is a if there is like a lackadaisical approach to you know repenting. Wow! Wow! Okay. Well, this sounds like a a very very important book. Has it been released yet? Is is your book out yet? Um, it's currently going to be released on the twentieth of February, but it can be ordered at Sophia Institute Press, and it can be ordered through Amazon too. So uh, wherever people want to get it, my hope is that they will get it and consider, you know, if they can buy another copy or two to share it with others, because this is the time for the message. And uh, so I don't want to neglect to mention that. Right, right. Wow. Jim, this is Damien. Is the Eucharistic revival, which is currently going on, it's in its third year in the United States, is that a helpful measure by uh, the people uh, in regards to overcoming the evil one? Absolutely, because, um, and just like in Akita, and in this, and in this, these apparitions, light was coming from the tabernacle, and you could see the connections between the prophecies of Akita and these prophecies, in that there is a Eucharistic centrality. And I think that the fact that the bishops are calling us back to the Blessed Sacrament is clearly, without a doubt, the work of the Holy Spirit. No question Wonderful. in my mind about that. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Jim, where, where can we get your book? Um, at Sophia Institute Press would be the best place. Great. And uh, they can, you know, you buy it right there. And uh, it's, um, it's not uh, a long book, so it's not going to be like they're going to be reading it for weeks. Yeah, okay. But uh, even so, they'll be able to see those prophecies and see what Our Lady actually said verbatim. Interesting, mm. interesting. Well, Jim, thank you so much for joining us, and I, I appreciate that. Uh, good luck and good success with your book. Thank you very very All much right. for having me. Thank you. God bless. It, it, it's interesting. You know, I'm, I'm in the process of reading a book right now by Joseph Pierce, and uh, the book is talking about our history throughout the 
centuries, you know, mm-hmm. the Catholic Church's history mm-hmm. and everything. And basically, the Catholic Church has gone through many, many trials and tribulations yes. and uh, many, many, many resurrections, if you will. Right. But one of the, my mm-hmm. favorite quotes is by G.K. Chesterton, who said that our church was founded by a God who knows his way out of the grave. <laughs> and I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's very, very important mm-hmm. to know. Yeah, you I know, think the question uh, is, yes. do we? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's if we follow the, the church, right. that's the most important right. part. Okay, so. well, we will hopefully follow uh, the martyrs of today, Paul Miki and his companions, who are Jesuits and Franciscan missionaries. We're going to have a closing prayer on their behalf in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. God, our Father, source of strength for all your saints, you led Paul Miki and his companions through the suffering of the cross to the joy of eternal life. May their prayers give us courage to be loyal until death in professing our faith. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. We have a wonderful lineup for you. Johnny Aber joins us with his gospel reflection. Dina Dow with the Diocese of Baton Rouge Office of Evangelization and Catechesis will have a Lenten theology lesson for us. Suzanne Sammons joins us. She is going to be preparing us for Lent with her new book, Stations of the Cross in Slow Motion. And Dr. Jordan Haddad with Notre Dame Seminary We'll continue our Catholic 101 segment with those basic questions that you have about our church that you probably want to know some answers about. And thank you so much to Jeff Blackwell, our audio director, and Karen Cotton, our video technical director, for making our show today look and sound absolutely incredible. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful Tuesday. God bless. is a production of Catholic Community Media.